Welcome to Encourage the Believer. Our goal is to share truth and strengthen the body of Christ. Here's Brother Tim Bell to share our encouragement for today. Welcome again to Encourage the Believer. This is a podcast that would hopefully be able to encourage your heart uh, through scripture, through stories, uh, events that have happened in my life. Uh, sometimes even through some poems that the Lord has given me, but I trust that this has been so far uh, a good podcast for you. If you like the podcast, please follow it, uh, uh, refer to your friends uh, to get as many as we possibly can and reach as many as we possibly can uh, to help those who are going through difficulties. And uh, this is what we want this podcast to do. I'm thankful for my son, Gabriel, that is helping me with this, but, uh, it has been an, it has been uh, a new journey for me and I've, I've enjoyed doing it. Um, and I just hope that it's an encouragement to your heart today. Uh, we're going to look at a passage of scripture again, that we're very familiar with, um, in Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to look at, uh, three verses. And I want to talk to you about a race to run and, Hopefully you will you'll see what I'm talking about. We'll be able to apply this to our uh, everyday life uh, and allow the Lord to use it uh, through us. So Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through three. Wherefore, seeing we also are are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Um, so this is something that happened to me uh, years and years ago, I, decades really. I was, uh, I may have been in the ninth grade. Um, so that puts me back in the late seventies or mid to late seventies. And, and I, uh, uh, our science teacher, Mrs. Johns was also our track teacher and we uh, coach and we, um, I went to a small Christian school, but we were involved in what was called ODACs, which was the Old Dominion Association of Christian Schools uh, in uh, in Virginia. And there were schools from all over. And we would hold different competitions from fine arts competitions uh, to uh, academic competitions, preaching competitions. And we would also have track and field events. And she was our coach for that. And, and, um, I had never, you know, I love to run. I, I ran basically wherever I went. Uh, but I, I never, um, uh, was on a team, so to speak, or represented anyone for that matter. But I remember a certain race, um, that I was in as a, as a student. And I believe it was the ninth grade. Um, and I was waiting for them to announce my heat. And 
this man came over. I knew him from our church. Uh, I believe his name was Mr. Lawson. And he smiled at me and said, hey, uh, do you want to win this race? And, uh, you know, and I said, well, <laughs> sure. You know, who doesn't want to win a race? And, uh, you know, I kind of felt in my, in my mind, I was like, that's kind of a silly question to ask. You, you know, he then took his hands and put them on my shoulders, turned me face to face and said to me, if you really want to win this race, you need to leave, listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. And I could tell he was very serious uh, by the look on his face and, and his and his concentration into my eyes. And I looked at him and I said, you know, okay. And he said, he said, first you have to take off anything that will weigh you down or restrict you from running. You're, I had a small uh, sweat jacket on. He said, your, your jacket. Uh, he said, those sweatpants need to come off. He goes, you got shorts? I said, I got shorts. Any extra shirts? I said, no, just this one. He said, and most definitely those shoes. And and I'm looking at him and I thought, this guy <laughs> is nuts. <laughs> it was, it, you know, it was a bit cold out there and, you know, I was trying to stay warm. Uh, but it was just minutes away from them announcing. And he said, the shoes, you know, I, I looked at him. I said, these, these are the only shoes that I have. That's, that's all I've got. And when I told him this, he asked me what size of shoe that I was wearing. And uh, he took me to his car and he gave me a pair of running shoes that were my size. And I remember putting them on and was so shocked on how light they were. And he told me that he would be cheering for me and that he would give me instructions as I ran. And, you know, again, at this at this point, I'm th there's a lot of people out there, you know, a couple hundred people or more out on this field doing different things. Everybody's cheering. Everybody's hollering, especially this race. It was um, I think it was the mile and a half. And. You know, I, I, I thought to myself, how am I going to be able to hear this guy? But he was dead serious. He's, uh, you know, about what he said. He goes, just listen for me. And I remember going to the starting line and hearing the one runner who was really, he was better than me. He would, you know, say, you're going down, Bell. <laughs> oh, and I just, that you know. That just irritated me. I mean, it built something in me that I was going to, they were going to have to carry me off of this field. And I thought to myself, you know, not today, pal. And uh, we all got ready. I think there was about 15 of us uh, on the starting line. The gun sounded and, uh, and I stayed in the middle of the pack. And I remember coming around about the third turn and seeing Mr. Lawson, my new friend. And all he said was stay focused laps two and three. I heard him say, stay focused. You're doing great. Stay focused. Stay right where you are. Lap four came around and, and I pulled him behind the lead runner. And it was that same guy who predicted <laughs> my race uh, of the future of, of failure. 
And as I made the third turn, I heard Mr. Lawson say, you're in great position. Now, remember what we agreed to do. And I was and I was thinking in my head, what what, what, what was I? What did he tell me? What did he tell me? And then I remembered, listen for me. Just listen for me. And I remember I pulled alongside of the uh, of the lead runner. And sure enough, man, he he tried his best to stay out in front. And, uh, and and then I would drop back on his shoulder a little bit. And I did this about, you know, three or four times. And when I got to lap six, I could see all kinds of people on the sidelines. I mean, you know, more than when we started. And they were screaming and raving, waving their, their arms, you know, run faster, Tim, run faster. You can do us, do this. And, 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 you know, why I would hear him say, what are you waiting for? And as I came around my favorite turn on that third turn, uh, I heard him shout out, move in front. Now, my mind was saying, you know, he wouldn't let me, but OK, here it goes. My, the guy was been running in front of me. He's not going to let me do this, but I'm going to I'm going to do my best. And I began to move around him. And the look on this guy's face when I passed, uh, uh, when I passed him and I went around him was priceless. And turns one and two began to pick up the pace even more, and the crowds were going crazy. And my adrenaline was in overdrive. And I saw Mr. Lawson in turn three, and he shouted, "Now, Tim! Now, finish strong, boy! Now!" And I took off like I'd been shot out of a cannon. And I remember crossing that finish line with my hands in the air and the people were all around me with congratulations and, and, and telling me what a great race I had run. And I tell you this because there are so many similarities to this event in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. I mean, we are created... For one purpose, and that is to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are created to serve and honor him. We are created to run this race of life to allow God to use us in this race and to listen to him and to let him direct us and let him guide us and let him be that person in our life when we come to that last lap and that voice tells us to run strong, finish strong. And each of us, you know, we, we are all created in his image, and we have this ability to run. You say, well, I'm a cripple. You're still running the race. You know, uh, I believe personally that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews because he loved doing this in the other books. And, you know, I, I speak this metaphorically to those who say I can't do it because I'm crippled, those who say I have a handicap and, and so forth. The lives that we live are the race and the place we run is on this earth. And 
we are told to lay aside the weights that so easily beset us. Lay aside these things that bog us down, that slow us down in this race of life. What are these weights that slow us down? Well, I feel that they're sins that are external and internal. The outward sins can be the you know obvious to us: the gossiping uh, tongue, the the wandering eye, the 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 weight of pride. These are very much outward weights. And Christ tells us that we all struggle with the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. If anybody tells you that they don't, then they're not telling you the truth. Those are the external weights that will hinder us from becoming a, a, a successful runner for Christ. Now, what about those internal sins? You know, how about the, the weight of bitterness? Uh-oh. Hatred, foolishness, hypocritical attitudes, the holding of grudges, maybe, a non-forgiving spirit. You see, these are sins that can slow us down to a grinding halt. And we're to cast these aside like the blind man did with his garment when he came to Christ in Mark chapter 10, verse 50. Get rid of the weight that is holding you back from coming to Christ or running the race for Christ. The apostle says that these sins, so, and and, and here's the word, easily beset us. Easily. You know, um, I've, I've heard this many times, you know, well, the devil, you know, got me to do this and, or, you know, that was the devil put this in my life. And I, I have to, I have to say to that, that's really not true. Um, again, and I know I've said this before that, you know, he, he is not omnipresent. He's not omnipotent and he's not omniscient. And so, we can't give him those attributes because he doesn't have them. So therefore he can't be everywhere at once. And that's why he's, you know, in Job that, you know, God asked him, where have you been? He said, I've been walking to and fro upon the earth. So for God to come to you or for, for, for the devil to come to you um, individually, you particularly and cause you to sin, um, is very highly unlikely. You say, well, well, then what is it? Uh, well, I'll tell you. We all have it, and it's called flesh. It's our carnal flesh. It's what we are born with. We are born in sin. And we have a carnal nature that is in us that we have to, as Paul said, keep under subjection daily. We, we have to die to it daily and not allow the flesh to cause us to react instead of respond in the spirit. And so these things that we find in our life that are sins, that are habitual sins, we have put them there. We have chosen to keep them there. I've heard a a, a, a sermon one time called... Uh, 
uh, our, you know, our pet sins or, you know, the, the, uh, the sins that are not as what we think serious. Uh, I, I have to beg to differ with you. These are the ones that do the most harm, that cause the most weight in our life, that slow us down the most. And the scripture is telling us to lay these sins aside. In the Greek, it means sins which stand around us or the idea that they are clinging to us. And he says to cast it aside, let them go. They're only slowing us down and keeping us from becoming effective for Christ in this race. Well, you know, Tim, I wish I would have heard this when I was younger. No, 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 wait a minute. You're still running the race. Listen, he, he then gives us instructions on how to run it. Be patient. We might say, well, I, you know, I'm done. Uh, forget it. I'm too old. I can't be patient. But listen, notice it says to run with patience. This is saying to endure. And having endurance is found in James chapter 1, verse 12. When, when we run with endurance, we will receive a crown of life, which the Heavenly Father will give us on that day. So what should be our focus? What should be our everyday focus before we walk out the door and go to work, before we get up to do anything in our day? You know, we are to look to Jesus Christ sitting on the throne of glory, waiting for us to finish the race strong. He is our author. He is our leader. He is our captain, the lover of our souls. And he has gone before us as the originator to our faith. So it's his example that we are to follow. It's his game plan that we should lay before us. It's found in the word of God. We look to him. He showed us how to begin a race of life, run the race and finish the race. He is our focus. He is our perfecter. There's going to be trials in a race. There's going to be an ebb and flow in the race. And sometimes you may feel you're too far back, but be patient. You say, well, I'll never win. Let me let me help you with something. I didn't think I was really going to win that race either, to be honest with you. But when I started to come around that turn and I saw Mr. Lawson and I heard his instructions and I did what he said for me to do, it gave me a confidence to listen to him more. And because that I listened to him more, I won. I won a race that I wasn't, you know, no one thought I was going to win. Not even the guy that he even told me, you're not going to win. You're going down. You know, and, and you know, the devil likes to get into our minds and he, 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 he will tell his imps to say, hey, discourage them. Throw this at them. Here is a weakness. 
and we begin to accept, remember, he's not given us the power of fear. And I believe that that's not just fear. I believe it, it covers everything that is negative in the Christian life. You name it. And if it comes from the father of lies, that is not what we are to receive. However, we are to receive power, love, and a sound mind. And that is where I find that whenever we listen to the Holy Spirit of God that is trying to give us that power, that love for the for people, and a sound mind to think on these things, if there be anything virtuous to think on them. Allow the Holy Spirit to be that coach in your life. Allow that Holy Spirit to be that voice in your life, that guidance in your life, that time whenever you feel like you're losing. Listen to him. How did, you know, how did Christ run his race? What did Christ do when he ran his race? Well, he endured the cross, despised the shame. He under great pressure, moved forward. He endured the suffering and agony and the humiliation of the cross. And I love that phrase, the author and finisher of our faith. Wow, doesn't that, I mean, what a statement. He finished the race strong. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He has dominion over them now. You have to realize that our leader, our captain, our coach, if you will, has all the experience that we need to draw from as we run this race that he has set before us. You know, we started off saying this is a title. The title of this is a, a race to run. We all, and I do mean all of us, are in this race. Some call it the rat race of life. You know, and that's possible. But I know that we are in a race, and if we are to run effectively with a purpose, we are to lay aside those weights, those sins, and you know what they are that slow us down. And my friend, I believe that when you do, and you are patient, and you endure, and you continue to run, and you put him first, and you seek him first, and you patiently run and keep him as the focus and author and finisher of your faith, you will finish strong. Go back and read Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and make that your mantra in your daily life. Make that the, the, the driving force that I will lay aside these things that are going to easily beset me and I'm going to run with, with patience and endurance and I'm going to run with a focus this race of life. I trust this has been an encouragement to your heart. I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember to follow our podcast and encourage others to do the same and remember always to encourage the believer it does the body good god bless thanks for joining us on encourage the believer if you like what you hear be sure to follow the podcast and share with your friends see you next time